is UK Cowboys TV episode number 55 of season one. It is myself, Mike Poland, the host. And this week we've got my two Scottish brothers with me. We've got Graham and we've got Paul. You guys all right? Aye, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, and this week we've got two special guests. The first time we've had a double guest uh, or guests on the show. We've got the lovely Meg and Kelsey, uh, you'll know from DallasCowboys.com. And uh, if you watch uh, and listen to the podcast over at Blogging with the Boys, they've got their own show, uh, Girls Talking Boys. Um, oh, how's that? Wow. Yeah? What? <laughs> Hi! Oh, yeah, oh, oh. We're to be here. Yes, yeah, we are. It's probably my fault talking too fast. I do apologize. <laughs> uh, but first things first, how are things uh, with you guys over in the States at the moment with all the craziness? Everything all right? It, I mean, we're quarantined together, which makes it a lot better. Yeah. Um, and we're having fun with the podcast. So we have a lot of stuff going on, which keeps us busy. It so. works out. Yeah. Because yeah. literally, like Meg said, she's one of my best friends and she's, we're quarantined together. And so we basically decided to take our conversations that we have regularly and just record them and blast them out to the world. Like, <laughs> why not? So here yeah. we are. So yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's, it's nice to have someone that you actually like that you're like stuck with. So yeah. it works out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, I mean, that's basically that you've done the exact same thing us lot did rather than just like Skyping each other, getting drunk and talking cowboys. We thought, eh, let's record it. <laughs> yeah, we do that too. We do that too. Still. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's not apple juice in there. It's, it's actually white yeah. wine. <laughs> no. No, yeah. no, no. No. <laughs> Um, so in terms of uh, the girls talking boys, who came up with that idea? You just came up with it between each other and just thought, right, let's go for it. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, as you guys mentioned, like I used to work a lot with DallasCowboys.com and I've done a lot of radio shows in the past and um, I still work in sports, but I do a lot of sports marketing as my main nine to five. And I've always just missed the radio shows. Like I had so much fun with it. And like I said, Meg's one of my best friends and We've done some, she's a big sports fan. Um, again, we, we constantly are talking about Cowboys and then DFW sports in general. Um, and so I had a friend over at Blogging the Boys and I was kind of, you know, I hopped on RJ's show and we yeah. just started talking one day and he was like, man, like, that was great. That was fun. Um, you know, if you ever want to do that again, like, let me know. And I was like, honestly, I would do it a lot if you want. And he's like, well, what if I gave you a show? And I said, Yes. And obviously <laughs> Meg is a natural, like we, I was like, Meg makes the most sense. Like we, again, like, like I said, a million times over, we just, this is us having our conversations. Yeah. And so we thought we'd just bring it to the air. So girls talking boys was born. There you go. And uh, shout out to Hellman for the name. Yeah. So he gets credit for the name. Boy. Yeah. Yep. But we, we maintain the IP rights. So yeah, he gets yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had RJ on this show, and we love RJ. You know, he's always talking with us, and he's a he's a big Aggies fan as well. So he's always talking. I to saw that. Yeah, yeah. So we we talk Aggies regularly. Um, I, I, I do you both follow college? I think I've seen on your Twitter, Kelsey, you're a a, a UT fan. I personally, she's I used, a fan of a lot of teams. I actually. am. <laughs> I used to live in Austin, so. Yeah. My, my short story, I moved around a lot in the States. So I grew up in Kansas and I went to the University of Kansas. So Kansas Jayhawks basketball was like my thing. They don't have a good football team. 
Um, and then I moved to colleges and lived in Austin for a little bit. And UT is massive in Austin. It's the it's massive in Texas. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I went to a ton of games, became a fan because of that. My family, you know, they went to Ohio State, so I'll cheer for them occasionally. Like I don't, I don't have like super crazy affinities. And then of course Meg comes into my life and Dave Hellman and they're big LSU people. Go Tigers! And um, no, I mean, no, come no, on. How that can was you, a good year. <laughs> I was going to say, like, how can you not cheer for that team after this year? Like, I went to two games. It was epic. I mean. Yeah, you went to your first one in Death Valley. I and did. then you went to the national championship game. So, I mean, it's a yeah. pretty uh, easy, <laughs> easy transition right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I, it, it's it, it's fun. Like, it's, I guess, I guess you can call me a bandwagoner. But whatever. Like, my teams never lose. If you pick enough of them, you're always going to be in a winning <laughs> position. Like, do me. Like, what do uh, you want? Awesome. The running yeah. joke is, like, Rewarding for this week, literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'll probably get on with you more, Kelsey. But Meg, if you're an LSU <laughs> fan, that's being you into the enemies now. <laughs> hey, you got your one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, but, I have a funny story about the Aggies. So when I worked at Cowboys, yeah. they came up and uh, played a game at AT&T Stadium, and I was working at the time um, in marketing for the team, and I was on the field. And again, like, I'm not from Texas. Like, I don't know anything about anything. And I was first like, where are the cheerleaders? Like, I don't know where they, like, that was my first thing. And then, and then I see this, I'm a big animal lover, right? Um, I won't tell you how many animals I have. That's unimportant. I have a lot. And um, so I'm on the field and I see this dog and I was like, oh my God, there's a, there's a, look at that cute dog. It's so, it's a little collie. I love it. Oh my God. Did you try to touch it? I tried to pet whatever the dog's name is like revelry reverie yeah, yeah yeah whatever he's calling it i know and they were like no no like oh my god and i'm like oh my god like what what it's a dog i just like that if the dog barks that you get to leave class that's epic yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I have i've been to kyle field and gone to the midnight scream as well that's something quite odd midnight yell yeah, the yeah. yeah you're right you go there to not <laughs> watch a gig you do scream a lot, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because there's nobody there. You're like, what are we shouting at? <laughs> I don't know. I love it. But I mean, obviously, you guys being in America and doing the work that you do, um, you've been to a few games. Is there anyone in specific, a team that you would say? I'm um, talking more NFL with the Cowboys now. Is there anyone who you would say is a deep rival for you guys over there? Like. In terms of fan base or in terms of like, oh, in, with, in oh. terms of everything, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. Goodbye. Don't get me them. <laughs> so. They're the worst. Meg has yeah, this thank name. Thank you. Thank you. They are scum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Meg has a saying that she yeah. started on Twitter a couple years ago. I might have been a few beverages deep when I, when I first tweeted That's it, fine. but That's all fine. caps every time. I stand by it. Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. And it's just like a words to live by kind of situation. Yeah. And we close out our podcast every single time with it. <laughs> and it's just I couldn't I couldn't encapsulate my feelings about that franchise better. Yeah. Um it's kind of funny though because I've never once rooted for them a day in my life. No. Yeah. And I never will. Um my family, my mom's side is from Philadelphia. So we talk about like teams that like you cheer for, like my dad's side is from Ohio. So let me tell you this right now, never have I ever cheered for that team. <laughs> and it was really funny like when I started working for the Cowboys and all of my, my grandparents were like, whoa. And I'm like, 
I'm sorry that I'm, you know, I'm picking the elite organization to affiliate myself with. Like, I can't help it. And then, of course, they want to ring, which is annoying, but whatever. I didn't root for them then either. So why would you? Just, just say the okay. well, Scooter was like, <laughs> yeah. Scooter Magruder said that he was rooting for them that game, and I was like, I'm sorry, no. I was rooting for the Patriots. I don't even care how yeah. many rings they get. They can't have one, but they got it. Right. Like most people like to say, like in college sports, I'll talk about this because I went to Kansas and I'll be like, yeah. oh, well, like I'll, I'll take like the Big 12. I'll, I'll, I'll root for the Big 12, like the division team. No, <laughs> that's not what happened in that Super Bowl for me. At all. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, the, the only thing I will say is we've had the Eagles um, play in Wembley. And the, yeah. uh, um, I got a free hot dog out of an Eagles fan. He threw it at me and I caught it. Uh, <laughs> yes. I was going to say, I was, like, was it poisoned or what did he throw it at you? <laughs> no, yeah, he actually, he, he said something and he threw it at me. And as I turned around, I was there and I was like, ooh. I was like, oh. Anyway, and I walked off and started eating it. So back I'm in your face. Travel well yeah. And they travel yeah. consistently. And, yeah, that's a consistent thing across. No matter, like they throw, it at, they throw stuff at the cheerleaders. Yeah. They throw stuff at like the buses. Fans that are randomly sitting in their own stadium, like it's at, fine. At least they stay listen, on brand. Listen, listen, I got into a confrontation when I was in Dallas against the Eagles. I think it was the day, a couple of days before against the Chargers game for Thanksgiving, and I got into a bit of a confrontation because I was wearing my kilt. Chris is like, oh, it's like, oh my god, what are you actually from Scotland? I'm like, I am. What your, what's your problem? Nah, and you know what I mean. So, <sighs> Eagles fans just they just annoy me, man. They really do. They are the worst. We've triggered him. We've triggered him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, then you you've travelled as well as as we were saying. Is there any apart from AT and T any stadium you guys have really particularly enjoyed watching the Cowboys play at? I went to. Okay, so I don't normally get the the chance to do this, but um to travel to the games, but I did go to a bachelorette party like on the coast of Carolina. And so I like met two of the girls there and I was like, can I hitch a ride back to Charlotte with you? And then I ended up staying there and I got tickets to the game and I went by myself and I had the best time. <laughs> she was like texting us during the game. She's like, I met a friend and I'm like, what? You were like taking selfies like with this old man that was sitting next to me. That whole section was Cowboys fans too. Yeah. So there was like, a- a whole parking lot when we were walking up that was just um, the guys that I was with, they were like, oh yeah, uh, that's normally like a completely filled with like Carolina fans. Like, what are you guys doing here? Like you took over an entire like wow. area. It was insane. It was awesome. We traveled <laughs> great for that game. Yeah. And the stadium was awesome too. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's the cool stadium. Panthers fans were nice enough. Yeah. I was saying I a lot of trash for, so they were not so kind to me afterwards. <laughs> that's typically <laughs> every game. That yeah, like literally, if Meg's like not on the verge of getting kicked out from a game of like her section, then she's not doing it right. Yeah. Okay. I have to be really careful at Cowboys games because usually, um, like I benefit from Dave will throw me a ticket or two every once in a while, and like they, it's friends and family. Yeah. So I have to be really careful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, I have gone to several. I mean, I went to the, yeah. I went to Wembley. Wembley was incredible. Um, that was such a fun trip. Like, I can't, hands down, that was incredible. Um, trip of a lifetime. I can't believe, I mean, I don't even remember how long ago it was now, but. Um, six years ago. Six years. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. So don't suppose you went to the Fulham game with David, did you? I film did. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We went to the Fulham game and it was hysterical. So it was like me, um, Todd Archer, and um, David Hellman. Jean, I think Jean Jacques JJD was there. I'm not sure. And then Sh- Shannon Gross was, was with us too. That was boy. It, <laughs> you guys, hysterical. I have this video of like, I'm like literally like recording this guy who's sitting behind me who's just like losing his mind, like <laughs> cursing out the team like crazy. And I'm like, I'm like cackling and I'm having it's to like, me. yeah, it literally, I like, I was, it's like half of, I'll, I'll find the video. It's half of my face and half of Shannon's face. And I'm like, he's like, Tossing out massive f bombs at the team, he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> anyway, if, if you think that's if you think that's bad, you should go to a Celtic and Rangers game in Scotland. <laughs> I, honestly, I that, want to. That's that's an atmosphere. Yeah, it, you'd be lucky to get out with your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just loved going there too because I feel like the city and, and the fans. I mean, it was just. It was a really unique experience because there was all different types of jerseys that were there. It wasn't just the teams that were yeah. playing. And so it was more like a celebration of like the NFL in general, which was really cool for me. And the enthusiasm. I mean, you guys, you guys were like one of my first tastes. And when we did our radio shows live there, there was, I mean, everyone, you guys get up at like what, like three in the morning to watch these games live. Like yeah. y'all are next level and I have the most respect. And it's just, it was just so fun for me. Um, I would say, so that was like my ultimate, ultimate. And then um, I went to Seattle, but we lost. But Seattle was a really cool environment, too. Like, that's just, like, it's just a really cool stadium, even though they totally cheat and pump music in. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Or New Orleans is amazing, too. I actually, you know what? I have been to a game there. I was sitting up real tall, or real high up there. It was supposed to be, like, Romo versus, not Romo. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Romo versus... uh, um, Breeze, obviously, but it yeah. turned out to be both backups. It was Whedon and who was that? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he was on those, all, all those commercials. It was terrible. Oh, my God. What was oh, oh, I know. It's, it's yes, right I know the game you're on about now. And he's so funny. It was like a power yeah. commercial or something. And we were celebrating because we thought we had it. And then they just like came back in the last second and won that game. And I was like, voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> you I said it. I, I'll be real. I think we might be bad luck if we travel, though. <laughs> Are we? No, we went. I went to no. I went to the Giants game um, okay. in New York where Brandon Carr got like owned. I was at that oh, game and we won. Yeah, the and I was at Washington when we won in the rain. So we'll just send you to the NFC East games. <laughs> yeah, I'm good for the NFC East games. Yeah. Well, just so you know, we've got the UK Cowboys flag. Um, the UK Cowboys flag is actually a really big omen. It's never watched the Cowboys lose. Really? In, fi- in five years. Info. In five years. I was going to say, so, so we need one of those. That's a then. good streak. Yeah. We, we, took, need, we need a flag. <laughs> I think, was it, was it last year? I think it was last year and the flag went over. I can't remember which game it was. Well, and I can't remember. I, 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 I think took it was speaking it, of, yeah, you took it. I took it to Jacksonville and yeah. a. Obviously, I didn't have it for the Texans game. I didn't bring it with me, mm-hmm. which I should have. I should have. <laughs> yeah, but oh, we told no. Brian, we told Brian Broadus. That's right. That's who we were telling him. We said, "Oh, don't worry." I said, "The flag is over there. We'll win." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And it, it was the Jacksonville. We won. It was like, "Yeah, there you go." You're like, "See, 
We told you. Yeah. Yeah, him and Helmut are not superstitious. However, I am very superstitious. So it well. sounds like you are too. Now, we, I really am. We've got a lucky ball. We've yeah. got a lucky jerseys. It all goes on over here. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Um, but, oh, going back to um, the UK Cowboys bash, when you guys, you, you guys have got to come over for the next one. We'll put it, we'll make it even bigger and brighter than that. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll, yes. We'll yeah. Back on we'll the do- <laughs> we'll we'll do a live girls talking boys in one of the pubs there. Like we'll do like a UK yeah, yeah, yeah. girls talking boys like crossover. That's what that'll we'll do. Amazing. That'll be <laughs> that'll be good. And then my last question for you guys: Do you both have, or have you got different favorite players on the roster at the moment? It can include this year's draft as well. Ooh. I know one of your top. Who's one of my top? Amari. Yes, I do oh, love yes. Amari Cooper. My little, my, my silent favorite. killer. Yeah. 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 He's my favorite. I don't know. I've been really high on um, LVE, too, so that was kind of a bummer this year um, to have him out. But, yeah. Or last year. I mean, I, I have a and lot. And I'm wearing of, a Zeke shirt right now. Yeah, she is. I love Zeke. I think he's so explosive. He's so fun to watch. Um, he's one of my favorites. But also, like, I really love our O-line a lot. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Joe Looney. I was Lionel Travis Collins. is one. Of, yep, like Travis is one of my guys. Um, I think Zach's amazing. Um, you know, Tyron's great too. So he's the nicest. He, they all are, and yeah. so that's I'm. If I had to go, I, I add like my personal opinions of them as people too in there. So I feel like the the O line is probably like my favorite favorite, and Dak's great too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love them all. They're all my son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all our favorites. Day. They're all our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I thought right, right, we're just getting to some cowboy news that has kicked up this week. Get your take. Um, I know some of these questions I've asked Paul already, and I'll ask Graham as well. Um, just some of the news that's popped up this week um, and over the, the last couple of weeks. The first one uh, that popped up uh, yesterday was you were just talking about Leighton Van Der Esch. Um, it came out uh, this week in, a, in an interview that he's healthy and he's ready to go. Have you got a take on... What, what's been said? Have you heard the same thing? Do you think he's going to be ready to go this season and go 100%? Yeah, I mean, I heard there was, like, some stingers involved. Um, I think there was something that he had, like, off-season surgery on. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I think there I think there was people that when we were looking at the draft and we kept hearing about, you know, the linebacker position being a priority for this team where we were reading into that and we're like, oh, does that mean, are you saying that if that's a priority or if we, if we think it's a priority that maybe LVE isn't as health, healthy as we think he is? Yeah. Um, I think he's doing fine. Um, and I also have full faith in this, in this medical staff and the training team um, to really get these guys back to where they should be. They're, they're really conservative um, in that regard, and from my experience, um, and so I, I don't feel like they'd be clearing him if he really, truly wasn't ready to perform at his highest abilities. Take Jalen Smith, for example. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and to be able to take a guy like that and bring him bring him full circle to how he's performing now is it's nothing yeah. short of a medical miracle, honestly, yeah. truly. And, he, and you have to have someone that's willing to put in the work, too. And I feel like the, both of those guys are uh, workhorses. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Link Van Resch, definitely a blue-collar player. That, oh, cool. yes. And, I mean, when you say as well, when you talk about the medical team, like even when you look at last year, what they were doing, you know, with the likes of Amari Cooper, you know, mm-hmm. they do any, anything, nothing short of a miracle. Um, right. 
But I, I don't know. Have you got a take on Leighton Van Rash's health and him returning, Graham? I just hope that he he wants to become the. He, I just hope that he becomes the player that he wants to be because um, pre pre talk for like in the the summer from last season was the linebacker core was going to be like a, a cornerstone of the team, um, and it just seemed to unravel. Uh, yeah. Like you say. I saw, I saw the interview. Looks like he's he's good to go. He's obviously been he's obviously been working hard and um, like I get the impression that he he works at his craft every single day. And I have no concerns over over his his worth ethic. And um, I just really hope that he takes a the next kind of step up because he was a first round pick and we have a lot invested in him. And I figure that if he can step up, it's going to be a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely bolster it. But in terms as well, um, with the linebacker position, another thing that came out, and I'll get your 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 take if you, you've got some inside scoop for us as well, is the Alden Smith um, meeting Roger Goodell. Do you think that that's going to go through and what sort of impact he'll have on the team? I mean, um, you look at a guy like Alden Smith and you can't deny his talent. You could say the same for Randy Gregory. Um, yeah. there's, but I think... I don't even know how many years it's been. He hasn't played in in a minute. He has proven, though, which Randy Gregory technically is not. Um, And so I think that's really intriguing that you've seen what he is capable of doing. Um, I know that he did meet with the commissioner. I don't know much about it. And quite frankly, I'm not super, super confident that anything's going to happen with either of them. I think it'd be great. I don't think this team would have signed them if they didn't feel like there was a, a chance that they could bring them back. But I also don't think that they've gone into this season building their defensive line off of the contingency and the, the fact that they think they're going to be on the field. So I'm not holding my breath it'd be a great bonus and frosting on the top if we got it but um i think we'll be sufficiently strong without them yeah i think they built it with the option of like bringing them in to like be the firecrackers but they they already have a solid kind of core going it would be cool though if they came back yeah yeah and like i also think that you you wouldn't be hearing talk about um looking at guys like like clowny if they yeah. really truly believed that that he was a lock. Um, so, again, but but I think the one thing that I I have noticed a lot with this defensive you know narrative in this offseason with the new coaching staff is we talk about the D line, we talk about these guys they picked up. We've got the Don Terry Pose. You've got you know obviously D Law's great. Tyrone Crawford might hopefully have some juice still left in the tank. We grabbed you know some linebackers and you know, some help in the draft, which is great. Um, but I really loved how coach came out and he said, listen, I'm not going to commit to a 4-3 or a 3-4 because, quite frankly, I'm going to try and get the best players in the locker room and then we'll play it from there. And and honestly, the nickel is your base scheme in defense anyways these days. So, like, True. it's not a super relevant conversation to be, <laughs> to be like, trying to lock them into a 4-3 or a 3-4. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, so it's like either way, like, you have your base defense and, like, however else the guys are lined up in the box is kind of, like, depending on who's out there and like what they're trying to attack. So, and you picked up a lot of dynamic guys too, that you can kind of slide around a little bit. So it'll be really interesting to see what they end up going with and how uh, they change from week to week. Yeah. 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 Um, So then the other bit of news uh, that came out this week is um, in the NFL. um, I know there's a little bit of, 
um, controversy in some states, um, but they're on about the facilities opening back up. Um, here in the UK, that's happening in sports here as well. Um, we were speaking off air about that. But what do you make of this? Do you think this is a step in the right direction? Do you think it's too early? Or do you think it needs to be done to get things motivated in the league? I mean, any... It's a tricky kind of hope one. I and any, time, any kind of hope I can get that we will have a football season as scheduled, like, I'm here <laughs> for it. Um, as long, I trust them to be making, like, all the uh, proper steps to make sure all the guys are safe. And, um, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I think it's an interesting I want it to have the season to happen. So. Yeah, it's an interesting situation so. to be because you know you, there isn't a vaccine left or created yet that's approved or anything in this in our world, and so you're. I think it's a lot of things that are touch and go, and different local governments are doing different things. And you know, the league came out a few weeks ago and was like, "Listen, like we're governing this kind of as try to be in fairness with if your local government is open, then like you kind of are are taking that leeway." But the league, as you mentioned, came out this week and said, hey, like opening your facility starting today or on Tuesday, yeah. whenever, yeah. on Tuesday, yeah, whenever yeah. it's airs. <laughs> so, um, and I know we're in different time zones, but the, the, what they're coming out and saying is it's 75 people max, but it's not just in the facility itself. It's across all facilities. So that's that's going to be like if you have like a merchandising component, if you have a stadium, if you have a, a, a practice facility. So it's 75 total. Um, and you're going to see guys that are going to be more of your your necessity type guys like your equipment staff I think you know if you're if you're a weightlifting coach and you've been working with a player in the offseason due to injury purposes then yeah. you can continue to be in there same thing with the training staff they've been able to come in and give players treatment if they needed it so I think you'll can kind of continue to see that more and more they're not allowing coaches back in the building though um, which I think is an interesting point to mention as yeah. well is what I was reading in the I think it was Rappaport sent out the memo I believe yeah. is the fact um, so Again, like it feels like very, very baseline personnel that are going to be in the building. Um, and yeah, I I do. I've kind of been hearing some rumblings that they're going to be taking some extra precautions that they haven't really, you know, told the world yet um, that, you know, we'll probably be seeing across the board in a lot of companies that open up. Um, I know my company personally, when I, I, I work um, again in sports marketing, when we go back, We'll be wearing masks the first 30 days. Um, we're going to have to take our temperatures every single time we come in the building. We'll have to take a survey that talks about, like, have you been exposed or have you been in contact with someone who's been exposed? So I could I could see similar things like that potentially being put into play as well. And like Meg said, I mean, I think for me, I think it'd be great if we could get to a place where it's safe enough to have sports again, even without fans. Yeah. Um, just, I would be... Selfishly, I'd be devastated if we didn't have it, but I do prioritize the health and well-being of our country first <laughs> in the world. Rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Here's me stuck in Scotland waiting for my flight to check. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much all booked up to go to the Falcons game and Browns game, so. Mm. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's an interesting position to be in, so I don't know what they're going to do in terms of fans and all of that as well. I can imagine that they probably won't be a part of the situation. Um, I don't know that for sure from an NFL perspective, but I do know that from my work in what I currently do in my nine to five and how my events are panning out. So <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, it's an, it's a new, a new normal for sure. 
Definitely, yeah. I, I mean, talking of strangeness, like one of the other things that cropped up this week in you know, response to facilities opening up, they turn around and they, they're now trialling surgical face masks on the players. I, I don't know what you guys make of that. I, I'm not so sure. I... You know, I mean, I think that any I, better, any precautions better than none. But like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know whether they're going. I mean, you saw how quickly the NBA got got tests for all their players. I wonder if they'll do something similar for the. Well, and how quickly they got infected too. Yeah, uh, for the I, NFL. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, and then there's even conversations where, or some of these commissioners. I feel like I feel like it was the NBA. I think I don't know. In one of the commissioners, it was like. When we play, we're kind of under the assumption that someone's going to get sick and we're going to do the best we can, but like we can't avoid it 100%. So I don't, I mean, and I, also like with these masks, like are they going to be surgical grade? Because if they're not, then they're not 100%. I mean, not, nothing's 100%. Anyways. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. It's, it's not just that. You need to think about the, the player's perspective as well. It's like those masks are going to like cause lack of oxygen to their bodies. Yeah. That's yeah. going to affect their performance as well. Yeah. Like, Especially if you're a player as a wide receiver or even defensive line who requires some amount of oxygen because the amount of physical, uh, mental toughness and strength they need to use for every rep, every everything they go in the field for every down, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Down. Can you imagine what training camp's going to be like in Miami wearing a, a face oh. mask? Oh. I mean, it's crazy. That's so. I don't personally see it happening, but I don't have any inside detail into that. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly bet you if they do training camp, it'll be in Frisco for us at least. Um, and all. I wonder if they could do more of a shield situation than like a mask. Yeah. Well, I, I actually don't know if they would say. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they wear, the, they wear the glasses type, you know, the visors. So really yeah. all you're doing is putting it on the face mask. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. But one thing I will add to the conversation, though, I think that going by what the NFLPA has managed to organise in terms of uh, reduction in, in training camp and OTAs and all that kind of stuff, it's not like the the nineteen year old players are going to be coming back to training camp unhealthy and unfit, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So they will be able to Skype with Kellen Moore. They will be able to um, talk to their, their training uh, weightlifting coaches and so on and so on. Any, any player you would imagine has access to a gym if not in their own house so i think yeah. by by the reduction in kind of otas and the length of training camp and so on they kind of understand that the players are going to be basically f- not f- football fit but they're going to be uh, as as primed as they can be um you know there there is that there is that step happening right now i'd imagine that most of the team will be doing their weights and their their uh, cardio sessions and so on so it's not yeah. It's, uh, there's, there must be a, an awful lot happening behind the scenes. You would think, and so. also, like if you're if you're a player that isn't super well established, they do have a stipend of fifteen hundred dollars that they gave to you if All you right. need to buy equipment. So mm. that's nice as well. Like again, like you said, they're doing things that are helping these guys establish some semblance of routine yeah. in this weird new normal. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean another positive in the direction of football coming back is the UFC has started, and you don't get more closer or physical than that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and like and like you guys mentioned, the, in Texas, sports are going to be available or allowed here in the coming weeks. But also in California, they they're going to be announcing. I think in mid June is when, or mid July, one of the two, mid July June is when they're going to be allowing that to happen. In California, is expected. So I think you could see a situation where the team goes out to California and goes to training camp um, with no fans yeah. and no one else facilities except for you know the the football staff and the players. So. Um, definitely something to watch out for and yeah. be interested to see how they execute it. But I know they're having to be, you know, my friends that are working on some projects, you know, in pertaining to opening up the team, they're like, we have so many different options. We're having to assess and, and, and see which one's going to be the best. And um, so we'll see where they land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the yeah. no fans thing as well with training camp is definitely going to make that bike ride for the Green Bay players look really weird. Right? Can you imagine that? Yeah. Just, it's just overgrown men riding kids' bikes. to the. To, he's like, okay, this has kind of lost his buzz. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that, though, because um, when I worked for the team, training camp was my responsibility from a marketing perspective. And so okay. you mentioned you mentioned talking about, like, you know, some of the, the rituals that you see that the, the teams do. Um yep not being fans involved but like it's all also like going to be impacting the business side of things too because Definitely. there's a especially a big part of the team like a, a, the cowboys and i know every team has this but there's sponsors and and you know obligations that are involved in executing a training camp that when you can't execute it the way that it's contractually aligned you have to figure out like make goods or do you have to you know lose money in the situation obviously force majeure is going to be something that comes into play because this is unprecedented yeah. um and kind of like an act of god if you will but it's a it's a super dynamic situation to you know even begin to tackle just as well we've got jerry george the master marketer in the world <laughs> <laughs> he, always find, mean, he always finds a way he, he does something does. Out, yeah. I, um, I guess I guess I learned from the best. So there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so uh, what I think we'll do next is what I thought I'd do while you, you you guys are here is to do upcoming awards for this season. So this isn't the season just gone. The season coming up. Um, so I'll start with um, with you, Pet, and then we'll work round the screen as it is on you. So what we'll do is I'll start you off with something that could be you could say quite simple but if you actually think about it, it could be quite tricky so i'll start with the wide receiver award so who's going to be the most productive wide receiver who will get that award this year i'll start <laughs> that's who i'm going for but are you both going for coop um i think oh man why do i have to start okay so hear me out normally i would say coop but I'm going to go, like, the whole, like, Al Harper, Michael Urban route and say that some people are going to really try and, like, double up on, on Coop and, therefore, Gallup's going to be opened up a little more. <clears throat> I think that CD's going to go into that slot role initially, and I think he'll be really productive and a huge part of our offense. But I'm going to go ahead and I think Gallup's going to be, like, a, a dark horse um, participant and person that's going to turn out a lot of offensive yards for us this season so you would say that he's gonna gallop into the end zone uh, <laughs> that is actually the name of my fantasy team is gallop to victory Ooh. Uh, yeah, see trying to be all creative. I'm just not. 
I had to think about that one, mind you, for a long time. I was just writing it down and what went with gala. I love it. I've love never it. met a pun yeah. I didn't like. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what about you? I said coop. Oh, you said coop? Okay. Yeah. I've got coop as well, but yeah, I I was I'm on the fence. It's somewhere between coop and gala because based on I think coop's gonna get the double team yeah. on the other side. Which leaves Gallop open, and you have to take care of CV Lamb. Oh my God! Let's go. Bring it. I love it. Sleep on Gallop all you want, baby. I'm here for it. There we are. So I've got you locked in for Gallop. Okay, then, Paul. What have you got? Who's going to win the wide receiver award this year? Michael Gallop, straight off the bat. I thought. Because the reason why I'm saying that is also I'm pretty sure it's his last year of his contract, so he's got a lot to gain from this. I love a good contract year performance. Yeah. yeah so he, so he will be like, that. do you want to keep me? Uh, some other teams going to pay me. So, <sighs> but yeah, Michael Gallup all the way. All right. And I know you, you've got a bit of controversy on this one, Graham, because you weren't sure if Cooper's going to stay. So who have you got for the wide receiver award this year? Amari Cooper. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Amari Cooper. I'll tell you why. I thought, I thought you, I, I thought you were going to say Blake Jarwin or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Shannon Gross last week. But we had oh, yes, Gross it was. Last, we had Shannon Gross on last week, and he Shannon said Gross. Blake Jarwin is going to have a 1,200-yard season. Ooh. I know. That's a spicy take. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give so. him 800. I don't know if I'm going to give him 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why it's Amari Cooper. 25 million. That's why it's Amari Cooper. You do not pay a huge chunk of change if he's not your number one target. Um, I think he's. I think he's the most polished. He's. Mm. he's um, he certainly should be our, our number one receiver in terms of you know, in terms of grading them. I get that Michael Gallup is on uh, a contract year, mm. um, but like they say, there's only one ball. Um, I just think for for them not to feature Cooper after giving them the huge contract and the huge controversy over the over the off season uh, would would be a mistake. So I think in terms of um, with with Dak not quite dialed in to the new Mike McCarthy kind of offense, I, I feel he'll 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 stick with Cooper as his preferred option. Um, I get that. I'm just looking at the stats now. I get that. Gallup was right behind them, uh, just 80 yards short of becoming the, the top receiver in terms of, of yardage, but I don't think anybody touches Cooper in the, in the red zone. I agree. I mean, I think he's going to be your ex. That's not even a, a question in my mind this season, especially like he, they're going to feature him. I think I think you bring up a good point, though, about the fact that it's a new offense and he's going to go. I always would joke about like Jason Witten in Roma. I was like, Witten's the Wooby. I think it was Nick Eatman that said that, though. He was like, Witten's Jace is, is Romo's Wooby. And I feel like with Amari Cooper, like that's going to be that's his comfort zone. Like he knows how he operates at this point now. And he like he's, he's he can depend on him. So. Um, yeah, I can see that for sure. It's a good point. All right, cool. All right, the next one. Um, I tell you what, do you, do you should, I know ladies first every time? I'm a gentleman, so <laughs> secret yes. weapon award. Yeah, I'm trying to be secret <laughs> weapon award. Who do you think Ooh. is going to be this year's secret weapon for the Cowboys? Who just basically the guy who just comes on the field and just makes a play? I've got mm. my gun, okay. I need a second. 
Yeah. I'm gonna go with CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Because um, I don't think he's a secret weapon though. I just feel like I I think that the way they'll utilize him initially will be um, in the slot, and that's a place that we really haven't had. I mean, we had Cobb, but I just remember like Beasley always he would just that was just his his go-to and it was so great um so i feel like that's going to be a fun like little tool for us to use this upcoming season and again he's a young receiver they come off explosive off the block and their careers they're you know but i think that they're unlike running backs where they're great on the upfront of their career i think they grow into that role um as a wide receiver and so i feel like again like he's not going to start out as your number one receiver but he's going to do some damage in the roles they put him in and so i'm excited for that question does it have to be on the offense side of the ball i was going to say that ah, no it doesn't i'll let yeah. you have that i'll let you i'll let you uh, because if you've got somebody i'll let you go with it go on okay so just based off of like kind of going through <clears throat> dane's uh book beast the beast and oh, the beast. like learning yeah. as much as we have we we spoke with a um an alabama beat writer about trevon diggs yeah oh yeah, yeah um he he's a guy that's played both sides of the ball before i can see him being an interception beast this year i like that it's a good answer yeah I, and I, I would agree my one as a sneaky one i thought tony pollard and that was gonna be i was expecting you to say that actually well, yeah. we, me and I can't have the same answer every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll think that we're secretly messaging each other. And we know you did. <laughs> Go on then, Paul. What have you got? Have you got a secret weapon for us? Oh, you I, think think you know, I, I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Go on then. Who, who's going to be your secret award? We know because, in case you're wondering, there was, we, we did like a live draft show during the draft and over the, week, uh, over the weekend. And he had a quite reaction to this player. Go on then. Who who was who's your secret pl- secret our weapon? Th- I get my- our third round draft pick, Neville Gallimore. <laughs> oh, I love Neville. Interesting. Yes. Tell honest me more. To, honest to God, when we like, I had him really high up in the draft board, and the fact we got him in the third round, I I'm gonna say it, I lost my shit. <laughs> so that's. I will send you the video. I'll send you the clip. Please do. Honestly, I, I went absolutely mental and couldn't, couldn't believe it. Yeah. And like we was talking about him during the whole draft season. And we were like, oh, you know, here's a guy. And we even did like a little highlight clip of him as well. And then all of a sudden he gets drafted him. And Paul's quite... I've been talking about him for months and months and the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, all right. So we, so I could, so so just to break it down, why though? It's like I can see him being like that third down defensive mm. uh, defensive tackle, like to replace like some McCoy and Poe. But the fact is, he's so fresh, uh, and he's for a big guy, so athletic, he can really disrupt with him, and maybe even bring in Antoine Woods as well if we're running the forefront, or just have Gallimore as the pure nose tackle against the centre or as a one-tick or whatever. Man, the, the possibilities are endless with him. He's, he's, yeah. quite a fair, he's, he's such a versatile nose tackle, like defensive tackle. He's the very Malik Collins-esque, mm-hmm. if you like. All right then, Paul, you got a, uh, Paul, Graham, you got a secret weapon for us? Yeah, I'm so glad that Meg asked the question because I have a deep player as well. Go on then. I'm going to go with Gerald McCoy. Ooh. I was wondering after Neville came out. Yeah. Yeah, and but oh, basically, good. I'm I'm gonna I'm only gonna top on what Paul said because I think that 
if we can get our D line started up again, it makes such a difference to the whole back of the, the defense. I think in terms of, of offense, you know who the Cowboys stars are. You know, you know our our number our our receiver core is supposed to be the, the best in the league this season. Zeke's a star. The three of them are stars. You you, you could argue that CD Lamb, but he's not really a, a secret. If if yeah. you get what yeah, you know, like he's yeah, yeah. he's the paraded first round. Where's eighty eight and all that kind of stuff. So I think if if McCoy can get back to his Tampa, his Tampa Bay level, I know it. He didn't have, turn you, it off. Have, you, have you seen the shape of McCoy right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just I, like. Yeah. Doing the like comparison, the, com- the comparison photo of him when he was in Carolina to now, he looks a completely different person. But <laughs> but all the positives, he uh, looks lean. They don't call him the Canadian bulldozer for nothing. But as Gallimore, Are we talking. Oh right, sorry. Yeah, no, I was still on about right. Gallimore. Oh, no, we're talking about McCoy. <laughs> They're both defense are both Sooners. I think they're gonna get along great. They've already talked. I think that's gonna be a dynamic duo that we're gonna see. That'll be fun yeah. to watch for sure. That's it. I like that. And just Love to top it. it, if you if you go back and watch um, the the Tampa Bay hard uh, hard knocks, he turns up day one training camp in full Japanese dress. Yeah. <laughs> that appeals yeah. to me. He he, he came on. Um, the live draft show, I believe it was, with Dave Hellman, and Dave was like, "This guy's amazing. Like, he loves him. He's great. He's he's apparently just amazing." And see, and just, Neville has such a good personality too. That'll be perfect. It's a match made in Sooner Heaven. So yeah. and Cowboy Heaven. And Cowboy. And most importantly, yeah. 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 we're thrilled to have him. Yes. <laughs> okay. So here's your next one. This one may take a bit of thinking. So if you want to have a think, I'll give you mine and the reasons why. But the next award, out of the blue award. So this is a player who could be a third stringer who's on the 53 or even the practice squad who this year makes that jump and maybe not necessarily um, be like the star player, but is making a huge contribution to the team. So I'll let the girls go first. Do you need some time to think about it while I give you mine? I, uh, yeah, you go first. Go on, then. I, the only reason I mention in this guy is last year I was hoping he'd make the 46 and that he, he would be playing. And my guy is Oregon's Jalen Jelks. I think he's going to this year just come straight out of the gates and explode. And he's going to be uh, – he's making the 46, I'm telling you. And he'll be playing games and doing his part. I can really see it. And you talk mm-hmm. about comparison photos, Paul. Like I've seen photos of of Jalen as well, and he's he's looking shredded, ready to play. Uh, have you guys got you girls got anyone you can think of? Or do you want me to give you some more time to think about that one? I'm gonna stick with the O line again, and I'm kind of O-line. debating between if I want Brandon Knight or Connor McGovern. But I feel like I just I there's so much uncertainty on that line right now, and you look at a guy like. Um, Tyron Smith, and my God, like, knock on wood when I say this, he wasn't always 100% all the time, and so I think it's super imperative that we're figuring out who's going to be that that reliable swing tackle, um, and so I feel like that's a that's a good opportunity for Brandon Knight to step up. You, you look in the interior of the line, Connor McGovern, where obviously we drafted Tyler Biotic, so that's, it's a loony Biotic, 
do you I think I think with with the Biotic pick you you kind of keep uh Williams on as a guard instead of you know maybe yeah. looking at potential center action so I'm kind of looking at those two guys as guys that could play a bigger role than we think um coming up this year yeah that's basically what I'm on about the out of the blue is just this guy who's just who's buried on the death chart but will make a contribution have you got anyone Meg you can think of at the moment well, he's not necessarily out of the blue, but um, he is now buried on the depth chart. I think Cheeto might have a standout season. Ooh, I like that. He's yeah. like... I, he's just been putting in a lot of work. I like what I'm seeing out of him. Yeah. He's been overlooked because he hasn't really stood out. He hasn't made big plays. And I think he's kind of hungry. So I'm going to go with Cheeto. All right, then. Um, all right, then, Paul, you got a out of the blue player for us, and you can't say Neville Gallimore again. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just to follow up from uh, Kelsey, uh, I'm going to go with um, Conor McGovern. Okay. But but also, I want to give our honorable mention to Isaac Alterton from Mexico. Yeah. Okay, I love that. That's a good one. That's really good because yeah. he will make the team this year at the very least in a practice squad cap- yeah. Uh, capacity. Yeah, I'm, so. more, I'm more. I'm more interested how he develops. Like, he might not necessarily make the actual starting squad, but I'm really interested to see how he develops as a player. I'm like secrets I used to play myself, like here back in Scotland and that. It's always interesting to see how people can actually develop year after year after year what they've learned. Not so and. For Isaac to come from like relatively a small like college, whatever, and that to get the opportunity to be in one of the biggest NFL teams ever, right. it's 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 a great opportunity, and it's going to, and he's got the best coaches around about him, so it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops over the course of the year. So, yeah. What was the guy's name? I can't remember him for the life of me. Oh, he came from London and he played with us. It wasn't Jack. Oh, F. E. O. Bada. Yes, yes. I almost played against against him. Did you? Yeah. So I used to play for a team called the East Coast by Pirates. And obviously down in London, he played for the London Warriors. Yeah. That in my rookie year, um, it was his rookie year. Then the year after, he kind of went to Dallas after due to the the coach who has ties, ties. Can't remember his name. But... Yeah, uh, exactly. the way how the way how the the format worked, we never managed to cross paths. He was a freak. Yeah, he's a Woo! big boy, big boy. Yeah, yeah he was. Like, I mean, I mean, here's me, a very undersized offensive tackle at the time. Who went up a guy that was six foot? Will have went up a guy and it was six foot four? Freak of nature. I'm up. Nah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get bull rushed. I'm gonna get pancaked. I'm gonna be on my yeah. ass every time. So no I thanks. remember watching him. I was like, I would. I watched. I looked out the window one time at Valley Ranch and I saw this guy like running. And I was like, who? I'm like, I was like, oh my god, who is? I was like. That's F.A. Obata. Like, I li- he looked like he he's massive. Like, he's a rock. Did you see, even though he's not playing for the Cowboys anymore, but did you see his match-performing game with the Panthers? Uh, yeah. Was it last season? Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, it's, it's such a cool story. It's so cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got one for us as well, then, Greg? I don't know if this quite qualifies as... Out of the blue, but I'm going to say, "Haha, Clinton Dix." Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, like, obviously, you girls are no more, but in the UK Cowboys group, we are constantly crying foul that the Cowboys haven't spent good money on safety. They haven't spent any draft capital. They haven't. They've not. <laughs> we tried to see that. I hope you guys yeah. heard that podcast. We tried. Yeah. So I just think with with Dix being reunited with Mike McCarthy, um, he wants to have a huge standout year. He's only signed the one year deal. Wants to have a huge standout year so he'll get paid again. And we're all praying that he has a huge standout deal. He may not be a cowboy in 2021, but if he can produce numbers in the 2020 season, I'm all for it. Absolutely. I think that's a good pick. Because, I mean, that was a, that's for it. a need, like you mentioned, that was one, if anyone can come out of the Cowboys draft and was like, we didn't get that, we didn't get a safety, we didn't draft a safety. And we know there were some that people were, you know, hoping that could potentially fit that role. I think we heard some talk about maybe looking at like a Reggie Robinson that could play both. But then with Haha in there, um, he's a good free safety option for you. Yep. Losing Jeff Keith at strong is, I miss you, goat. is, is, is going <laughs> to hurt. But I... I, I, I it, Sorry, it's a shame that Brian's not here to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Brian, so Brian's obsessed Brian, with him. That's the Brian I was actually talking about, by the way. Brian? <laughs> no, I was talking about uh, UK Cowboys Brian. Yeah, Brian. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, yeah. There's six, yeah. there's six of us that... that work on this show and yeah, Brian's one of them he's a big that. fan. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah he even the, 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 the goat. Yeah. yeah. We, even he when was... he does the show, he still does it now with a Jeff Heath jersey in the background. Yes. I love it. I love well, it. I've not exactly got anything to be proud of. I've got bloody Cole Beasley right behind me. <laughs> hey but I, I do have Randy White. <laughs> you do. I love the Beasley one. I he went to my college. He went to SMU. So like I'm here for like, it. Tony up. Tony up. I, like Beasley, but I just didn't like the way how he left. Yeah. Like he was very salty saying the Bills facilities were better. Yeah, you do a picture comparison. It looked like you've got Creme de la Creme with the, the star in Frisco, then you've got a mud track in Buffalo. A warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a warehouse pretty much. Um now I know we're we're chewing up the time so i did have more awards but i'll just finish on a fun one so this is an over and under on this award it's the black cat award how many games will be saved by the cowboys with animals on the field wait and your over and under on this black cat award is two that's an orange cat it's an orange cat (laughs) (laughs) as a, a cat lady I'm thrilled by this conversation. <laughs> don't, don't tell me your name is Matt Life. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you Fernanda, best believe when that happened. The, I texted my friends who were at the game, and I was like, "You go find that cat, like right now. <laughs> Bring him to me." <laughs> yeah, Phil's most famous cat. Um, yeah. But the over and under on the Black Cat Award is two games. I'm gonna say under. Under. I'm going to take the under two, but only if I don't find the black cat myself and train him and then release him on my own. You didn't hear that, though. Although there's a good chance for it to be over since there aren't going to be so many people like crowding through stadiums. So it could, you know, I do have a cat. That wasn't the one. I need to stop showing how many animals I have. (laughs) I have a cat that I caught at AT AT&T Stadium. So that's a fact. 
So, you know, you said you're in marketing and like with everything going on, I think we've just exposed a a business venture that isn't out there at the moment, training animals to disrupt yeah. games. Oh, I like it. I mean, there's one about to disrupt this podcast again, too. So I guess we're off to a good start. <laughs> we're going on down Looneyville, yeah. But go on, Paul. <laughs> what have you got on the over and under of the Black Hat Award? You're famous. Right, so, so total games. And total. Yeah, I've, I've got two. So is it going to be the same, less, or more than two games? You're going to laugh at this. 512. <laughs> Because you didn't specify the question. Someone's going to dress up like a black cat. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it's going to be Paul. Amazing. <laughs> I've got a feeling Paul's going to be in America with a black cat suit, just to prove a point. I feel like... So, I'm so I'm not in Philadelphia. That. that place can burn in hell. <laughs> Retweet. Yeah. yeah. So, screen save. Go on, Gray. What have you got for us? I'm going to say under because we don't play the Patriots this year and they'll do anything to win. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Zingers tonight. And they need it now that they don't have Tom. You know what? It's not going to be a cat in New England. It's going to be that dog. It's going to be Bill's dog. That's what's going to happen. Imagine it. Do you know what's going to be really funny is it's going to happen at some point in the future. And we'll all be like, it's happened, guys. It's happened. Who had the overall? Yep. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. I'm here. I love a good rally animal. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. Always exactly. here for Anything, even drunk guys on the field, they just yes, as right. well. Yeah, like the, just a different type of rally drunk guy. Yeah, um, they, they're the best. Like the best one will always be the 49ers game. Have you heard that with the commentator? No. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. The man is drunk. Oh. <laughs> it's brilliant. I'll send that. I will tweet I that. Say, I need you to send that. Oh, it's Please amazing. Send. If you ever need cheering up, you just watch that video and you instantly smile. Um, but then we've got a question for you. We did send out um, our usual weekly mailbag. A lot of them we answered ourselves is more about Dak's contract. But we got one from Ken Hughes. He's asking, what do you guys think is going to be the next roster move that you would make? Um... <laughs> I would pay this animal. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I, I feel, I feel my like, animal's so left out. Two seconds. Yeah. Oh, no, um, not another one. I know what's coming. A next roster. I'm going to steal. I mean, obviously, we pay Dak, but that's going to happen anyways. I'm going to steal a page out of Scooter Magruder's book. I like what he said yesterday. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. I love this. Hey, all right. All right. Fucking um, if you guys don't rate, review, and give all like five stars to this episode, then there's something wrong with you. Going on today. So, yeah, five stars all around. <laughs> I would go sign. Give me an edge rusher, one year, one year deal. Yeah. Just yeah. because I, I I'm down for that. I think it's a we could use it. Um, I think it'd be great to have Tom Sula have a couple more um, vets in the room to help train up some of these younger guys, and so um, that's what I would go with. Yeah, yeah, and I I agree. Yeah, yeah. It it would be pass rusher, I think, or safety pass. Yeah, yeah. I really, knows I would think. I don't yeah. know. Go on. Sorry, Mike. Oh no, you're fine. I was just gonna say I just agreed. Just 
I think it's so uncertain with Alden Smith and um, and Red, Randy Gregory. So I feel like just why not go out and get some? That's a need. Why not go out and get the best there is? Yeah. Yeah. Give them a yeah. deal. Rather than picking up another team's trash, as they say. Uh, um, Paul, Paul um, or Paul's dog, uh, you got anything to add? Any questions? Uh, what was the what was the question? No, I'm saying, have you got uh, the question? Was have you got anything to add? Any questions before we close up the show? Uh, no, no, not at all. Great, Joe. Great. So, how um, do you how do you get thirteen thousand calories at Red Robin? Oh, oh. Um, was it two burgers? Um, he, they didn't count the fries because yeah. that's like unlimited. Yeah, well, well, I don't remember. You have a better memory. Campfire sauce. Yeah. He like made he made his own burger that had like it was two patties had like a excuse you had a <laughs> egg on. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I haven't trained him for the manners part yet. We're working on it. He's okay. like petting now. <laughs> it was a massive order though. Like imagine like a bunch of O line guys and they go and get like double burgers, like fries, like milkshakes. I think is part of the mix. Oh yeah, too. milkshakes. Mm -hmm. It's it was like I was like I need a Zantac and um like just to listen to this. I need you to come like someone to come like clear my arteries out afterwards. <laughs> I actually do have a question. Is it actually better than water burger? Oh, anything. Yeah, really. Better than In and Out. Uh, I've, yeah. I've, I've never, I've never tried in and out, but I hear that's mediocre. To be fair, um, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, what do I order there? No, what's your, what's your thoughts on Whataburger? Whataburger is the best. Yeah. Uh, people, I'm sad for all the people in California that don't understand what a good burger is. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're stuck with McDonald's and Burger King. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Did you patty melt on Texas? Toast? I was gonna say I used to mess up a Whopper Junior back in my day. So, <laughs> like, oh, Whopper yeah. Junior. Oh yeah. Like I don't. I had no standards for. I don't we, know. I was in high school. I was like, sure. Yeah, calories didn't matter then. When we were talking off air about the best things to eat when you've been drunk, Burger King is by far the best. Uh, oh, yeah. Taco Bell for me. No, it's not. It is, honestly. No, it's not. It's a kebab. <laughs> I, I've been drunk and cried into a many a Whopper because it's been so amazing. Mike, Mike, I can name at least three things that's better than Burger King. Kebabs, uh, Nando's, and... I feel like chicken for Tesco's at least. <laughs> I'm just saying, once you guys get a Crunchwrap Supreme in your life, you'll never be the same. Well, <laughs> okay, but also taquito from a taquito from Waterburger or a honey butter chicken biscuit. Big I'm facts. sorry. Big facts. You can't compete with Waterburger. Literally, <laughs> it's life changing. I mean, yeah. I just, it's yes. Are we gonna go tonight? Are you talking about like the biscuit and gravy thing? It's a it's honey butter, so it's honey and butter. They just like made their own little thing. They pour it's like a biscuit. It's nice and flaky, and they have like fried chicken in it. So good. And yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel I should clarify the know? question. This is this is from the the girls talking boys podcast. You should go and check it out. <laughs> yes. <The Red> <laughs> just to, just to clarify. Yeah, for sure. Wait, they're just okay. like. 
wondering why we've disappeared onto a food talk. You know? <laughs> if you want to know about Tyler Biotic, uh, we went into depth with a Wisconsin beat writer, and he told us all about the order. So, yeah. Tune in. Yeah, tune in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, obviously, we've, we said we'd uh, not take up too much of your time, and we've racked up a full hour on you guys. Um, but we do hope we do. <laughs> yeah, we we even had some cats on the show and some dogs, so it's all gone on tonight. We did yeah. warn you, mind you, this is a fairly loose show, so um, yeah. I think you're we'll welcome start- for this content, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for joining us, and we do hope we can have you both on again um, later yes, on you that year. Too, we'll, we'll do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give us a call, and we're there. Um, oh, but make sure, yep, guys, definitely. you. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow the girls as well on their show, as Graham already mentioned, uh, Girls Talking Boys. Uh, Make sure you you tune in, listen, subscribe. Uh, And also, uh, thank you very much to our sponsor, Cowboys Experience. Make sure you use the booking code UKCOWBOYS. But from all of us here, uh, thank you very much, girls, for joining us. And from UK Cowboys, we'll see you all again next week. Thank you.